Welcome to Alter Narratives, a podcast where your hosts, Talon and Austin, discuss theories, what-ifs, could-as, should-as, and more about the fictional worlds that we love. I'm Talon, by the way. I'm Austin, and this is episode four. Today, we're going to be talking about the one, the only, The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Once there was a tree. And she loved a little boy. And every day the boy would come and he would gather her leaves and make them into crowns and play the king of the forest. He would climb up her trunk and swing from her branches. The Giving Tree is a classic piece of children's literature about generosity and care. We wanted to imagine what the story would look like if it were a story about the exact opposite. So, we present to you The Taking Tree and Other Wretched Plants. (laughs) Yep, this is going to be a fun one, folks. For those of you that don't know, if uh, it's been too long since your childhood or you just never saw much Shel Silverstein or anything of the above, Giving Trees, a little Shel Silverstein poem, kind of an acclaimed poet, children's author, and uh, even music writer. He's done a lot. Uh, we're going to be taking and twisting that a little bit. It's about a tree that just kept giving and giving and giving. And honestly, one thing that I took away in just rereading through this is, could we maybe just talk about the tree with reasonable boundaries? The boy or the man who just didn't suck? <laughs> no, no, we got to go further than that. Yeah, I think it's going to be more interesting. I mean, with how things went for the poor giving tree, we can't really blame it for considering other options, and we want to present them. Amongst those other options, of course, I mentioned reasonable boundaries, but that's way less entertaining to talk about. I mean, go to therapy, folks. It's good. But the Shel Silverstein verse is vast, and it is a sentient tree. So let's make this tree break bad, Austin. Let's get to some real-world tree options. I have some ideas. I did research. <clears throat> Before we even get into, like, the poetry, the aspects of all this, I really want to dig into just... It's just an apple tree. He's American, so it's some type of average American apple tree. Red apples, so, you know, whatever that tells you. Pretty basic. Non-harmful. It's got some wood. It's got some fruit. It's doing okay. I don't know. Apples could be pretty harmful, depending on how hard you can throw them. That is fair. You know, they say they keep doctors away. They do. (laughs) Depending on how hard you throw them. One thing I wanted to consider before anything else is, how much different could we make this if it was just, you know, a different kind of tree? Even sticking with an apple. You know, there's one called the Macanil or something very similar. I don't promise to have that uh, pronunciation correct. Its fruit are known as the... uh, Manzanilla de la Muerte, or the Little Apple of Death. In case you weren't convinced of the danger, it's slightly sweet, but very, very, very bad to eat. Just a little bite would cause boils to form in your mouth and your throat. Swallowing it, of course, would most likely kill you. It's just a fruit that grows some very, very, very bad apples. So that's an option. Sounds like a nice little snack. Right? And I mean, if the giving tree is still giving stuff, that's one way it can stop having to give, I suppose. 
Otherwise, if we wanted to really just take it up the notch, we could make the giving tree a sandbox tree. For anyone who doesn't know, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that name. The Foro Well, apparently I am. Anyways, it's native through a lot of, uh, like, tropical America. It's a big tree. And what's most interesting about this particular tree is that it has these big ol' pumpkin-shaped seed capsules. They're spiky, and they explode. They scatter the seeds. And the trees, the seeds, the spikes, all of it. They're poisonous as heck. Leaves, bark, seeds. These are trees that want to kill you, and actively, as they drop their seeds, attempt to. These are explosive boom-boom trees. You know... I'm going to be honest, I wasn't expecting to see explosion and tree in the same sentence as, like, a real thing. Yeah. Well, we're just getting started today. (laughs) We can probably even just do this straight vanilla. It's still just a standard American apple tree. There's still plenty a tree can do. I mean, just thinking a little bit out there before we've really dug into a bunch of stuff. There's trees known to be single, large-scale organisms, entire forests technically connected at the roots, clones as they were, that are one single tree. Perhaps this tree army could take back the cities of man. Ooh, yes, it could take. A tree who takes. And that's what you said. Let's talk about the taking tree. There's definitely a range that we could talk about here, Uh, but I think... The ideal would be to go as far in the opposite direction of the giving tree as we can. (laughs) Where the original is a lesson in agriculture and generosity, you know. Mm -hmm. The opposite is the other children's book that comes to mind for me is you give a mouse a cookie, right? The, Mm -hmm. the, uh, The mouse will take and it will keep taking and it will keep taking until you have nothing left. Until you're a stump. Letting an old man sit on you because you're just too nice. So yeah, I like the idea there. Let's reverse the type here. Let's really focus in on that. Also, if we're really going to reverse this whole thing, we need to... I mean, what's the opposite of poetry? I mean, literally it would be prose. Okay. I mean, you're right. That's correct. A little boring, so we probably won't do that, but you are correct. (laughs) I would rather be... Boring and correct than uh, incorrect and exciting. Then this is not the story for you. (laughs) But opposite of Silverstein, of Shell here, I'm thinking, I don't know what, metal lyrics? Still poetry, but like it's Edgar Allan Poe? Some deep fried memes? Oh, deep fried memes like like Bill Wirtz, the uh, history of the world guy, or Lovecraft. Lovecraft does prose. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot. So yeah, it just needs to be something that we really take, and it just needs to ruin it. It needs to be a little bit worse. So regardless of the exact vibe, and we can nail that down, talk about that a little bit more here. But I don't know, I had some thoughts, some bullet points in my mind anyways. Is This cannot be educational. It is no. non-educational. No, <laughs> correct. It is lacking any moral valley. Valley? It's lacking moral value and moral values, and it probably shouldn't be whimsical either. We already did whimsy. (laughs) Yeah, we've had too much whimsy recently, and we got to get rid of that. Right, it's time to lay off the whimsy. And Shel Silverstein, 
to counter him, we gotta lay off further. Finally, and this is just my opinion, but it should be bad to look at, bad to read. It should make you worse. Yeah, I I think this book has to be just ugly. Just not good. <laughs> not good at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the, the Taking Tree. The cryptid right. of our time. The yeah. horror monstrosity. They take. Uninviting. And they take. <laughs> all right, let's jump into this. Let's present ideas for this. I don't know, here's my tagline. I present The Taking Tree, a Faustian moral musical to make you worse. <laughs> to make you worse. That's good. Uh, all right, well, here's one for you. Mm-hmm. The Taking Tree, the story of a forgotten horror in the woods. Or <laughs> even better, the forgotten horror that is the woods. Mm. The Taking Tree. This is totally not an allegory for capitalism, you guys. Look away. Stop. It's not. Come on. <laughs> Wait, is it? I mean, I don't think the giving tree necessarily is, but I mean, it, it... I mean, no, it's not. We're not here to make any stands or statements. The taking tree, it wants your lunch money. That's the tag. I can't improve on that. The taking tree, <laughs> give me your lunch money. <laughs> All right, fantastic. So did you have any uh, really good or interesting ideas related, something about the flow? I mean, I'll just have fun with this. Let's bounce around. What do you got? The Taking Tree, our, our horror segment, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Bad to look at. It's ugly. It's a uh, black sheep of the family. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else we have. I mean, besides, you know, just writing a book. Right, and they probably don't want to hear us write a book live. So let's let's explore the topic. Just talk about if there's anything fun to go with here. Do we have any things that like talking about the taking tree here? Talking about I don't know. You had been saying something to me about like the seven deadly sins and we were talking about this before. Did you come up with stuff for that? You know I did. Oh, please. So tell we me. we have our taking tree, right? And we have other wretched plants as pre described. Of course. So you brought the other wretched plants. I did. Uh, I did. So (laughs) I want to present the tree versions of the seven deadly sins. Feel free to interject. All right. The seven arboreal sins. I'm ready. We'll start off with greed. Animal Crossing money tree. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's anything better. I think you're right on there. I think that's about perfect. Literally plant money grows leaves. And drops more money. Right, like, it's all Tom Nook's creation. We don't want to veer too much into the Animal Crossing verse here, but I agree. You're right. Hopefully the rest are as good. I've got high expectations. They won't be. (laughs) Uh, Lust. We have lust as our second sin. Okay. Cherry trees. Hmm. Nothing is more attractive to me than, like, cherry blossom season, right? You get the pink leaves... And all of that, and it, it's gorgeous. That just embodies, like... And then cherry wood, right, is just the best color, and it's hearty, and it's everything that you want. Huh. You know, I was getting ready to argue with you. I'm like, I don't see it. This feels like there should be more, but you're really going into the, the romance, the the glory. But I can, 
I can be kind of okay with that. All right, bring me the next. I'm I'm still riding this. Okay. All right. Uh, well, next we have Envy. Mm-hmm. And for this one, I have down Palm Tree. Explain. Palm trees are technically a grass. So I can imagine they want nothing more than to actually be qualified as a tree. Hmm. And that just screams envy to me. Okay. I do have a counterpoint for very similar reasons. Bamboo, also technically a grass. but Bamboo works too. I just feel like palm trees just kind of do their thing. They're like bummed about it, but overall pretty chill. Bamboo will choke the life out of the other things around it to make sure it's the only grass. I will be the tree, the forest. And we got to like send in pandas to stop it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's fair. All right. So we're mostly on the same okay. page here. I like the reasoning. Yeah. No, bamboo is a good counterpoint. I would include that too. Okay. The grass trees. Those are. Right. That's envy. Trees that aren't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So next we've got gluttony. Redwood trees. Hmm. Just because, like, big, so they take lots of water and stuff. They're freaking huge, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think anything is going to look at the redwood tree and be like, you know what? If I were to qualify this as a sin, would anything beat it out for gluttony? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could make an argument for pride. For sure, because no, they're pretty no, big. No. But I'll hear what you have to say on pride and make my judgment there afterwards. Redwood belongs here. Redwood's kind of a big deal. You don't often hear someone go, you know what? That game, I saw. I was unimpressed. Redwoods? Smaller than I thought they'd be. <laughs> no, for pride, we have maple trees. Huh. Maple trees are the only ones that are literally on a flag. Hmm. I don't know if... And, no, like, maple syrup is the only kind of, like, tree sap syrup that anybody drinks, like, anywhere that I'm aware of. Or drinks? Yep, I have to stop you there. Do you drink maple syrup? Sometimes. Just uh, just a bunch. Just sometimes you get a little warm and toasty. And <laughs> Look, when you need a couple tablespoons of syrup to help the medicine go down, or just for fun. Look, I agree on the point of pride, because what other tree can claim to have domesticated an entire country of humans? <laughs> All right, so moving on. We have two more left. Two left, yes. Wrath. I think it goes without saying. Pine trees. Hmm. Given examples I've given today, I need I need you to sell me this. They are needly little boys. I don't like that. Go on. Do you... Okay. I guess part of it comes from the fact that I think I'm slightly... Like, just slightly allergic okay. to them. So when I get pricked, I, like, puff oh, up. yeah. And it is, like, painful, and, I mean, it's painful anyway, but, like, I don't do Christmas trees anymore. We have an artificial mm -hmm. tree that, like, it's not worth it. Sure. It's not worth having all the needles everywhere, because they never leave. That is true. Now, if you want an enduring tree, pine tree for sure. And, like, I'll give you credit here. I'll accept it due to your personal struggles, that this is a tree of wrath towards you and that causes your wrath. Although, broad-scale general society, I think the sandbox tray I mentioned earlier, it's a murder boom-boom tree. It is. 
I would have to give it to you for that one. Like, don't get me wrong. You have very good reasons for Pine Tree Wrath, and I can accept that. But Murder Boom Boom Tree. Poison Murder Boom Boom Tree. That's a tree that wants the world around it to die and is working to do so. I mean, there's also like Poison Oak and others, you know. Sure, but they're yeah. just like, I'm going to give you a rash and it's going to suck. These are, what if I poisoned you and also my seeds and fruit exploded and stabbed you with shrapnel? You can't beat that. <laughs> exactly. All right. As long as we're on the same page, then bring us home. What's number seven? Okay. Well, I didn't really have much for Sloth. Hmm. Uh, I had come up with Weeping, weeping Willow, hmm. but... Uh, beyond that, yeah, I didn't have a whole lot for this, if you had any ideas. Sure, I mean, I can kind of see Weeping Willow. That was one of the ones that was maybe a potential for Envy if we didn't have better ideas, in my thoughts. Just because, like, it does have those droopy, doesn't even want to hold itself up vibes. I'm personally a big fan of how Willows look, but, like, I get the the thing here. I know there's other plants, so I can't confirm this. I didn't look this up ahead of time or anything. But if there's any type of tree that's like a vampiric tree, uh, a parasitic mm. tree, because there are some plants, especially like some versions of like albino plants and stuff like that, will just attach to something else and get all their nutrients from them. I yeah, can't that's true. think of one specifically, but, you know, there's probably at least one kind of tree or been a couple examples of a tree that did that. So if there's one of those, if there's some trees growing that are just making the others do the whole all the work. And are just like, yeah, I'm living. I don't even bring chlorophyll. Yeah, I'm at the party. I like that. <laughs> I think that's a good option. It's better than the willow, I think. Uh, yeah. But I remember that eucalyptus is also a tree. Mm. And that's where sloths literally live. You know, that is also an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to outsloth the sloth tree, you know. <laughs> it is very hard. Okay, okay, that's fair. That about does it for me, so I, I think you've got another topic to go for, so I do. let's dig into it. We've got the taking tree and our other horrible plants. So. <laughs> right, so your other horrible plants, as everyone's still imagining the taking tree poetry in the back of their minds and hearts, as they're being taught horrible lessons, I want to talk about great and powerful mythological trees and how to ruin those. You covered the seven deadly sins, so let's just go for some some evil trees, man. Because, you know, in Iranian myths, Buddhism, Chinese, Christian, Norse, and so many more stories of creation, other myths, belief systems, all kinds of things, there are a bunch of potent trees. You've got your Yigdistri... Well... I can see. That was close. Got some <laughs> right. Got some Yggdrasils and Mesopotamian trees of life. I mean, I think uh, you got some gardens of Eden with trees of life and even got trees of knowledge of good and evil. Right. You got all kinds of things. And of course, and really what everyone here is hanging out for is the Deku tree and the mana tree, you know. <laughs> True. True. But those are all good trees or like neutral. They are life, are giving life, sustaining life in some way, or just like are the world and are. Yeah, they're pretty neutral, I would say. So like... For the most yeah. part. Great Deku tree, different, I think. Yeah. But the rest of them, yeah, you're right. 
they like they're ranging from just neutral representations of like all of life or eternal life to salvation, protection, or just yeah, the great Deku tree. I'm an old tree. I'm gonna protect these leaf people. It's good. <laughs> We're here for the bad apples though. Those nasty little seeds. Do you have anything that comes to mind for you before I go on my whole spiel of these? I'm just like, can you think of any mythological bad trees? <laughs> so I didn't see it here on your list. Sure. Because I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. um, Final Fantasy V. The, right. the void. There's like, that's like a tree of life, right? That isn't embodied by the void. Yeah. Or something like the, that. Like, Exdeath straight up is evil tree. That's an excellent point. I didn't want that one to get missed. No, thank you. Fantastic. Okay. Fantasy. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm thinking through this. I've been looking through some myths just to kind of, I'm going to take some stuff and then tweak it, push it forward, reverse it. We're going to do some real daft punk. Pop it. So, we got all kinds of basic mythological things here. We got tricksters and nature, nature spirits, you know, treants, dryads, the green man, pan. But, you know, just like when they're pissed off, when, like, you've messed with the wrong thing, you shot Bambi, you burned down the forest, and you're not worried about Yogi anymore. No, you're worried about the angry trees and tree spirits. They're coming for you. That's one thing. Of course, and who can ever forget anyone who's loved Lord of the Rings or just spent a lot of time in high fantasy stories. You gotta love treants. You gotta love Ents. Nothing says, hello, I'm going to kick you across the planet. Like just throwing a large chunk of roof from nearby when they thought you were just a tree. One of the things that I found while looking through actual myths, things that already exist is that there is a yokai tree the juboko i believe and again pronunciation probably wrong but it's a vampire tree i mentioned vampire tree earlier like parasitic but no this isn't just vampire tree it is literally blood sucking tree it's going to eat people and their blood i'm here for it right and then from disney to pokemon like I included Zelda stuff early and everything else in Final Fantasy, so we got her, like, possessed in jack-o'-lantern trees. We got any of the fantasy magic trees with scary faces watching you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... You know, oh, yeah. one, I guess, we did have... You kind of included the other Nintendo ones, but we gotta include Wispy Woods. Right, yeah. Our classic Kirby boss. You know, sometimes... You just got to blow the marshmallow right off the planet. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to do it in 3D. <laughs> right. Also, and some people are going to scoff at this, but honestly, I don't think they have a full understanding for the sheer rage that can come from just existing. And that's Awakened Shrubs. I think Awakened Shrubs deserve to be here on list of dangerous trees. Just, you know tree that's moving around alive thinking cast a dnd &D spell out and now it's like oh gosh i'm i'm a moving tree i was not previously but now i am oh no <laughs> 
they might get pretty angry. But no, to really, to kick this up, you got to scale it up. I talked about the big mythical stuff. And a lot of these are like small scale, destroy a small town trees. I mean, I could see a big city maybe when we're talking about like tree ants and nature spirits and stuff. But I want to, I want to scale this up. So first, for the immobile, but just potent, for all those trees of life and knowledge of good and evil and all that, I present to you the tree of immediate death. I like it. There's no immortal life here. It's just, oh, you found this tree? You didn't find anything. You're dead. Took a bite of this apple? You die. No, there's no poison. There's no time. There's no goodbyes. You are dead now. Oh, you tried to pick one of these fruit to poison someone else? You're dead too. (laughs) <laughs> I would also and you know we were talking about willows earlier and I really wanted to get some proper willow representation too so the Armageddon willow it cries for the world that is being destroyed Whomping willow by the way that should have been included too mm, yeah and you know honestly just any time you have giant tree representing like uh, Gaia mother earth anything like that so just Gaia's revenge just, yep, here comes the tree army. We're coming to get you. We're going to whack you. We're going to take your cities. We're going to grow roots right through. I mean, we all saw Guardians of the Galaxy. We know what a scary sentient tree can do. <laughs> True. It's actually shocking that it took us this long to talk about Groot. It is. I can't believe Groot wasn't mentioned. Uh, we love you, Groot. You are Groot. That's kind of what I got there. Just... Spidey is I really want people to boil down to think deeply on the danger, the threat of monster trees and the dark side of mythological trees. <laughs> but you had something special prepared, you said, right? So let's jump to that. <laughs> okay. So evil trees are are cool and all, but when we started planning to make this podcast we had a few segments in mind that we wanted to have recur right Mm -hmm. uh one of those segments is making its debut today (laughs) we are playing a raging game of jack black and willem dafoe wonderful so let me introduce this jack black and willem dafoe jack willem as we'll call it is a game where we cast the respective actors, Jack Black and Willem Dafoe, as characters in our little fictional narrative. This is a game that, like, historically I really, really like to play when I watch or play something. Uh, I like to imagine, you know, like, this character could be cast very well as Jack Black or Willem Dafoe. Uh, And I like to cast both of them as maybe a hero and a villain or something where they... They fit really well. So, like, Willem Dafoe, you probably know who he is if you don't. Uh, like, the classic Spider-Man movies, he's hmm. the Green Green Goblin. Uh, he also played Ryuk in Netflix's adaptation of Erased. <laughs> of what? I said Erased. You said Erased. Uh, Death Note. <laughs> Death Note. Let's not besmirch that. Both versions of Erased were good and fine. <laughs> Uh, I personally thought Death Note was pretty okay. It was, yeah, Defoe was okay. Let's yeah, yeah. let's focus on this. <laughs> it had flaws. It did. If you don't know who Jack Black is, I don't know how to help you. For those of you who are young, School of Rock and Kung Fu Panda 
For those of you who are not, well, some of those are less family friendly than others. Because <laughs> if you're not hardcore. Jack Black is also in Psychonauts 2. Is he? Nice. He is. Okay. So. So you have. The Giving Tree. Yeah. We're going back to our source material for this. Are we doing the giving We've or got... the taking tree? Because it matters. We're going to go to the giving tree. Okay. So we have our two characters. We got Jack and Willem. And our basically our two characters in the book, right, are the boy and the tree. Mm-hmm. I think we've got enough freedom to imagine both options here. Yeah, yeah. What's your ideal? Yeah. <laughs> I think the obvious option is to cast Jack Black as the boy and Willem as the tree. Yes. That's the one that screams out to me, right? Mm-hmm. We've got... We've got little little sad Jack Black walking up to the Willem tree. The Willem tree. <laughs> there we go. That's our new title for this. The Willem tree. <laughs> he starts climbing, eating apples, and the story goes on the way it does. Yeah, man. Like, I just, I need some, like, fruit. I don't have anything. I am a giving tree. Build a boat out of me. Climb right up me. Eat some of these fruit, boy. boy. I can't even pretend to do a Defoe or proper. Jack I can't Black. do Defoe either. I couldn't do Jack Black either, but you you know, yeah. you can hear it. <laughs> yeah, you just there should be some real gravitas gravitas to this tree and going in on Jack Black as he's aging through the story here. Mm-hmm. From from little boy Jack Black all the way into Old man Jack Black sitting on the stump of Willem Dafoe. Man. So there, <laughs> there is a second option here. Right. And that is having Willem as the boy. Mm-hmm. And Jack Black as the tree. And I do definitely want to just, like, hear the Jack Black tree lines. It's going to be a very snarky tree. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Black would be... Perfect for the tree. <laughs> but I I love Ratatouille, uh-huh. the movie, uh-huh. and Willem as the boy who ages slowly and <laughs> has all these issues just feels like, uh, like the food critic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, see, I think the biggest problem with Willem is he's excellent. He's fantastic. I cannot imagine Willem as he is now, and that's what we're seeing here. We're not, there's no time travel. We don't get to make him the past. It's hilarious and horrifying to imagine him, his face, his whole deal, his voice and character personnel doing like the child and growing more and more into his final state, into true Willem. (laughs) Full Willem. He's gone full Willem. Oh, you never go full Willem. Yeah, that could be good. Keep it simple. Just saying what he wants, what he needs, and we get some some sassy Jack Black. You always get sassy sassy Jack. Right. Fair. Either way, you're either going to get some creative tree puns on this version, or in the previous, you're going to get some creative and very colorful requests from the tree with him going, well, I don't have that. So you can have this wood. (laughs) man i could really use a car i don't have a car i love it i freaking love it that's amazing 
I want to jump here for just a moment. It's a shorter episode anyways. We've had some technical troubles, but I do want to have a little bit of fun before we go into the full outro. We make sure the fans get their money's worth. This is a free show. <laughs> With the taking tree, I had the whole bit about it being a musical. Tell me that Jack Black being centerpiece for that. Oh, yeah. Would not be amazing. I also want the main story to be narrated by Willem Dafoe now. Mm-hmm. The Taking Tree. A dramatic reading by Willem Dafoe. There was a tree who hated everyone very much. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am, a boy, and I want something. Tree, I'm hungry. I don't care. Tree, would you please share with me some food? You've got a bunch of apples. I'll show you some apples. Have some exploding fruit. Like, ah, oh, man, that hurt. I have no clue why I decided to do this tone to be the Jack Black character, but accept it. <laughs> it works. It works. And I just, I'm imagining the, like, slow escalation until finally the tree's like, all right, give me your wallet. Is like, throwing apples at him. It's like, no, just stop, please. Leave the money on the ground. Or you get that seed. Put again. the money <laughs> in the bag. And the taking tree grew greedy. Because when you give a tree a wallet. <laughs> when you give a tree a wallet. Sitting weak and weary. You will soon find that you're all becoming dreary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. I can see this. It's come together. We now know who to cast. When we need to do our studio recording of the taking tree. Mm-hmm. We can afford that. Right. I think they're going to do it pro bono because it's just such a good project. <laughs> right. It's good PR. It's good PR. It's the taking tree. It's a terrible thing mm -hmm. that no one asked for and no one wants. Who wouldn't want to be involved? They don't know they want it. <laughs> but it wants them. They don't know they want it. Oh, yeah. and if this is made, if anyone decides to write this or anything else, um, it's not allowed to have an editor. Must be made quickly and crappily. <laughs> and uh, I want them to charge like a stupid amount. Like whatever your thoughts on all of the crypto stuff and blockchain, it would just be fitting for the taking tree to be a one off like NFT thing. <laughs> oh, no. Like it should no. be absurdly priced. It should like everything about it. I think it would just fit well with the taking tree if it was destroying the environment and costed someone a ton of money to have and never enjoy. <laughs> I think we found our moral here. It's the taking tree. By just engaging with it, you're worse. Congratulations, everybody. You're now worse, too. <laughs> yeah, we really missed the morally abhorrent part of the taking tree until you tried to mint it as an NFT. Right, exactly. It's... I feel like we hadn't really gotten into how horrible this tree is. Because, like, yeah, the tree steals some kid's lunch money and then, like, becomes a mob boss. We get it. <laughs> the tree slowly extends down a life of crime and probably murder. Everyone's picturing the same story here. I understand. Jack Black has a heart-rending portrayal of a young man's life ended too soon by a taking tree defoe's narration gives us beautiful gravitas and all that like it's a great story it's one of the best stories and the fact that it's one of the worst 
but we really need to make sure that the uh, complete lack of ethics and morality here follows all the way through and that we're completely ignorant of any statements there could be on capitalism by making it the center point of it. <laughs> this will only sell for $3.7 billion as a single release NFT, and it has to be the biggest, longest, and most purposely polluting form of blockchain. We done it. We made the worst product. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming to our new invention podcast uh sharks what do you think <laughs> all right guys so thank you very much for listening uh yeah this is thanks yeah. <laughs> oh if you liked it let us know <laughs> yeah you can reach out to us at alternative podcast at gmail.com on Twitter, at AltNarrativePod, and on Discord. You can find that link in the description. More episodes to come wherever you find your podcasts. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Have an excellent day. Watch out for them, trees. We'll take your wallet. <laughs>